here where God has set us. Because he has equipped us and shown us his son. And so we, when we look in the mirror, we might not see a fierce warriors. But with Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior as and his Holy Spirit in us, there's all the power we need to turn upside the world, both this one and also the in his, in, in even more the spiritual one. So when I look at you guys, the men, the women, the children, I see the potential and what we are a mighty army to push back darkness around our families, our friends, and all the things we pray for. But I want to invite you in to believe that that is true. That the Lord has equipped you by making him, by making like him, by making you who you are and being aware of the Holy Spirit in you that he can do things that only he can through you. In that sense, you are a mighty warrior who can destroy darkness. So I want to invite you into that. We're going to see it in the text as well. We're getting way ahead of me, me now. Sometimes the doors are going to be closed. You cannot do anything. Sometimes the doors are going to be wide open. And you will bring, we will bring light where there is darkness. So that was a way longer introduction than I had, had prepared. But uh, I just wanted to say that's what I can see that we can be. And you'd be like, we're just like a bunch of internationals. It, yes, but it's, it's way bigger than that. Because we don't fight with the big muscles. We fight in our prayer and in our obedience to the Lord. And then he opens the doors and lets us walk through as we're obedient to his call. Um, and now let's read read the text together and so we're going to read from uh, 15 uh, 36 and through when I stop but uh, <laughs> through 15 so let's read together um, some maps are going to pop up as we go um, I hope you can see the maps um if not, then then you can look them up later. <laughs> and, but it, I think it's really helpful for you, or at least it's really helpful for me, not just to hear a bunch of names, but see that they're actually traveling real, real places. So you can see on the first map here um, how he goes from Antioch and goes over, and we're gonna we're gonna follow that path. Let's read the word. Um, and after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let's return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with him John called Mark, but Paul thought it best not to not take Mark with them, one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement, so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed across to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, and he, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord, 
and he went through Syria and Cilia, strengthening the churches. Um, yeah, so you see the, and that that will be what happens next. That is what happens next. So we should take the next slide. Paul also came to Derby and to Lystra. A disciple there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places. For they all knew his father was a Greek, and they went on their way through the cities. They delivered to them the for obedience the decision that has been reached by the apostles and the elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in number daily. And when they and they went through the region of Pugia and Galatia, and having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia, and when they had gone up to Mysra, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas, and in a vision appeared to Paul in the night, a man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately he thought, we thought, to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So setting from sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to that island, and the following day to Nacopolis, and from there to Philippi, where, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia in a Roman colony. We remained in the city some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the rear side, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Tyrethida, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened our heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And after she was baptized and had, had and her household as well. She urged us, saying, If you had judged, us, judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed on us, upon us. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, if you just take the maps, if you go from the, if you just take the maps, I, we can just go through them together. So this is the first journey that they take. So they've gone out of Antioch and they go up to uh, uh, Paul's hometown. They think then they go to Derbury and Lystra, and so they in Lystra they find uh, Timothy. Yeah, you can take the next one. So Timothy there, and uh, then we have the next part of the journey, which is a long one. And you can see where they're trying to go into Asia, but they're not allowed to. They're trying to go down into actually where Lydia's from. They're not allowed to. Uh, and then in the night they get this vision. And then they are at uh, Troas. And then, then they cross cross over if we take the next uh, map. 
Um, then they cross over to that island I couldn't pronounce, and they stay there one day, and then they go over, and then they arrive at the Philippines. This is a really long journey. <laughs> so so just remember, this is these things are not happening in the afternoon. These are long journeys. They, they don't have trains. They don't have uh, airplanes. Uh, even the journey just by, um, by sailing there took a day. Um, and so it, it takes some days to get them back and forth. Um, but we see how... Um, but we, yeah, so we can just, just, just so you have a picture of where we're going and where they are going. Um, yeah. So just keep your Bible there, and you can follow on the passage as well. Uh, so uh, just like I said, so Paul, uh, Paul says to Barnabas, so "Let's go. Let's go back. Let's go back and check on the churches, how they're doing. Uh, we want to see how they're doing." And they they both agree on that. They're just like, "This is a great idea." But Luke, he's like, last time Luke is like, he really t- tells us all the story. Like they had a conflict in the church last time, theological. Now we're going to see Paul and Barnabas have an interpersonal conflict here. Uh, so Paul, uh, Luke shows us how it is to be the church. Sometimes we don't agree. Last time they didn't agree. They had to solve it because it was about salvation. Today, they don't agree. They have a different philosophy of who they should take. You could say Paul's like, mm, you know what, Mark left and we're in the middle of doing things. You know, I, I, I need a guy. We need guys who, who are ready to go. And then you say, well, Barnabas is more like, ah, you know, maybe he needs another chance, you know. Uh, but that's a big enough difference that they they go they go each their ways. So you have Barnabas and Barnabas and um, and Mark. They go to Cyprus um, and they start that way. And then Paul he starts the other way, and he takes uh, Silas with him. So. Like I said last time, there's some things we can't disagree to agree. There's some things we can't disagree to agree on. We can't agree to disagree <laughs> on. And then there's today we see there are things we can. So we there's a difference in the ministry philosophy there. Um, and so, so I just yeah I I mean I had the I was just thinking about these things in my head as like as 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 I've been in as I became a Christian and as I was in the church, you know, sometimes you hear people say, like, this is the most important in the ministry. You know, this is the most important in the ministry. This is, this is, it's, it's a, uh, evangelism is the most important things. Kids is the most important things. Uh, old people is the most important things. And, and, you know, reaching out to, uh, doing the food bank is the most important thing. And, and, uh, I think it's totally not the point. Um, God has made us different with different passions. Um, but saying our passion is better than others, I think it's unhelpful. But encouraging one another to help each other out with those things, I think that can be build, building up. And you, and it can be an encouraging. Because you can also see if this is a big fail. Well, now they have two teams of people going out. So maybe it's not really a big fail. But I think putting down each other's or saying whatever I'm passionate about is the most important thing. Well, as Mars has been saying, the whole thing, if, if all of our ministries are pointing to Jesus, well then they're all important. And so we should encourage each other in that way. Um...
and I think I think I have the, that's actually maybe the very last slide already. But the, but the this beautiful picture, like the blue slide, Abel. The blue one. <coughs> because I think this is one of the main things of what the church should do. Is we should also be okay, encouraging one another. And so he writes from Ephesians, and it's also a matter of maturity. So rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow up so it builds itself of him in love. This is a metaphor of the of the foot saying, "Hey, the foot, the foot ministry is the best." The foot ministry, no, it's not. It doesn't matter. We need to grow up in love for Jesus and one another, so that we understand that all of the ministries are important. All right, what happens next? I already said that part, but we. <laughs> But just like one question, like, do we have that heart of Paul? Do we want to see, uh, maybe just a challenge, maybe encouragement, uh, as also Mark said, uh, and Meyer said that, oh, do we, do we, I know you're all busy, I know you do different things, do we have a heart for the people who have, has been here and the one that are here? Am I concerned, am I praying for, am I thinking about, am I once in a while calling or making a Skype deal or something with, with somebody who's been here before and just saying, you know, I'm praying for I'm just I just want to hear how are you doing. And then there's the craziness of the whole trip. <laughs> you know, now, now Mark and um, Barnes, they go to Cyprus and then Paul goes right back to Dorbury and Lister. I mean, it's probably been a couple of years or three, so maybe they don't remember him that much. But it is the place. It is the place where they stoned him and left him for dead. So Paul has a real heart to know how the churches are doing, and he wants to bring them the good news that he taught them well, and that the only the, just the three the things that they talk about at the council and encourage them with that. It's like okay, you gotta be gotta be separate from idol worship. You you come separate from your culture, and then also. Be nice to the Jews so you can actually have meals with them as well, and you can interact. Uh, and don't be sexual and moral. You need to, you need to, um, you need to distance that as well from the culture. We talked about those things last time. And then this weird thing happens. <laughs> he comes to Darby um, and Lustra, and then he, there's Timothy there. He, Timothy is there. He, we hear about his grandma also being a believer, and his mother also. But his dad is a Greek; his father is a Greek, so he's not been circumcised. And then the whole thing is like, why does Paul circumcise him? Like, what is going on here? And again, it is so interesting to see that last week we could not disagree. That was solid. We could not disagree last week. This week, we can have conflicts that we can resolve. Paul takes a charitable position here. Timothy has nothing to do with whether he's saved or not. He doesn't, he does not, um, he does not circumcise Timothy so that he will be saved. 
No, he actually does it in a terrible position because the community knows that his dad is a Greek and his dad, his physical dad, didn't get him circumcised. But you could say his spiritual dad takes and circumcises him. And it's, it's to make a concession that they can be with the Jews, that they can stay in Jewish houses, that they know that he's a believer and he's not some rebellious person. Again, it's not about salvation. It's not about Timothy's salvation. It's about it's being a it's taking a charitable position and not being rebellious in this sense, and actually being accommodating here. And we actually only had verse four. <laughs> uh, but I d- yeah, so they, so they keep going. They're strengthening. They're strengthening the churches. They're strengthening them in the faith, the purpose that the whole trip was about. And then you have the beautiful verse there. It says, and they went through the cities and delivered to them what they the decisions that they had made. Uh, in the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in their faith and they increased in number daily. Praise the Lord. New believers, day by day. Look, God is working. The Holy Spirit is moving in those churches, bringing many people to himself. Then they go from these churches and they are trying to go into Asia and they're shut down by the Holy Spirit it's not you can't get in then they go up to these other places they try to go to Misha they close there the Holy Spirit is shutting them down and sending them different places not the way where they thought they would go but then at Troas at, in, in the night Paul he gets a vision and I don't know <laughs> I don't know, in your mind, he goes like, there's a man saying, come and help us. Come and help us. And then actually, a, a funny, interesting detail is that you see now there's a plural. Luke enters the story now. We. So, Paul has this vision at night. He wakes up the other guys, or they are awoken, Paul says, I have this wisdom. A, a person is calling us. Uh, what is, uh, do you, uh, what do we do? And then uh, Luke, Silas, Timothy, they together, they look, and then they conclude that it's God who says, look, we're going there. We got shut down the other places, but now there's, there's an open, this must be an open door, though God must be sending us there. So they immediately start planning to how can they go there. So we, we've seen them been shut down by the Holy Spirit. They could not minister, and then now the Holy Spirit is seeming to open it, it open, seeming to open a new way. So how are we to be guided? We don't, which I should have said at the beginning of the sermon, that the encouragement we have here is that we see how is God moving through His people, through His Spirit, the promised Spirit. That Jesus said, you will get power 
to be witnesses. When, when my spirit comes and dwells in you and leads and guides you, you will always receive power. Somebody says the acts should be the acts of the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit works through the early church. How does that work for us? When we get an idea, when we, when we have to choose what to do, where to go, are we aware that the Holy Spirit is inside of us if we are believers in Christ? Do we counsel? Do we ask? Lord Jesus, what do you want me to do? And what was the, what was the Holy Spirit's job? Holy Spirit's job was to glorify Jesus and bring to remembrance the, the teachings of Jesus. To guide them. He shut them down. He opened another door. The same Holy Spirit resides in us. So that we can ask and be guided. So we sometimes can have the fog cleared and not think everything um, is we're unable to see. There's no miracles in this. It's spending time with God. It's having a desire, just like Mario said, to know Jesus more. To pursue the whole we have the Jacob holding on to God in the Old Testament. To ask, to be aware that the power is there. The parable of the persistent widow. Just keep the keep badgering the badgering or keep asking and keeps asking this unrighteous judge who didn't care about God or anybody else, but she just keeps asking, keep asking, keep asking. God's picture says like I'm not like that. I give you the Holy Spirit and lead and guide you. Through reading, through praying, through singing, through pursuing Jesus, to spending time with Him, being more aware, listening more to the Holy Spirit, not grieving the Holy Spirit, but cultivating, understanding, listening. Where is God leading me? Where are things being shut down? Where are things being opened? I have these two examples from my own life, so they're not the biggest, best examples in the world. And you might think that they are just like, minuscule or not really relevant well kind of relevant but not, they're not that big at all um, so I was going home from the store one day I think you you heard this one before some of you I was going home from the store from uh, work and I had to go to the store Kalina asked me to pick up two things I'm standing I was like okay God where do you want me to go how can I be a good steward it's uh, I should go to this place or this place. I'm praying about it. And I go to the one place that I feel like I was going to go to. And both things are on a sale. Praise the Lord. I could also just gone. But do we, I think the intention is like, do we bring everything we got before God instead? Then I have a dumb example, unfortunate example that happens often to me. Even today, I'm trying to fix a printer. And I, I just know I can feel in my spirit I should not be using time on it how did it go 
did I fix the printer? No, I did not, but I spent a lot of time I could have used on something else. But I knew that I was supposed to do something else. But I was just like, you know, I, can, I know I can fix it. I know I can do it. I know I can. Yeah, but the inside of me, I knew the Spirit was saying, it's not to, not now. And so I wasted my time on that. I know it's just, it's just two examples. They're just like, what has the printer and grocery shopping to do with anything? Well, these guys are on the mission on Jesus. They're sailing. They're doing much travel. But most of us... Our lives as warriors for Jesus is in our everyday. But we need to be aware that we have the power in Christ to do massive spiritual warfare as we are led by Jesus. Does that that starts with not fixing printers and, and listening to where the Holy Spirit sends us. I was just, I'm encouraged, I I, 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 I kind of just said that, I'm just going to say it again. <clears throat> the Christian life is not an individual sport like tennis or snooker or, I don't know, half of you don't have a clue what that is, or golf or something. It's not an individual sport. It's a team sport. And we see that over and over again. It's like, a lot of times we quote, oh, Paul did this, Paul did this, but he has a team. There are already four people here. They sit down at night, Paul, Tim, uh, Timothy, I call him Tim, Silas and Luke, they, they, they sit down and they together, like, okay, this is the Lord leading us here. So yes, individually, you need, we need to be encouraged by the stories I just shared, but also if you have a feeling of like, I should do this, or I should do this, yes, that's why you have the church. Ask them too. Is this a, an idea from the Lord? We pray with you. We encourage you. It's not an individual sport. Together, we pursue and walk with Jesus. So when you're making decisions, wondering different things, ask for prayer. Be prayed for. Let's guide one another. And let's not be presumption and saying, I know exactly. No, let's pray. And let's see what we together arrive with. as all of us develop prayer, scripture, timing. Because sometimes, sometimes uh, I have a wife who has many, many ideas and some of them are good. There's also a timing question sometimes. Things have to, this is a great idea, but maybe it's for two years. Uh, maybe it's in, uh, in, in, in a while. So an idea can be great, but maybe it's not your time to do that idea. But write it down and be ready to do it when the time comes. So there's also a timing issue here. Because we saw them be rejected some places. That doesn't mean that the gospel is not going to go there later. Even as we see they meet Lydia, she's from that province where they were denied. So sometimes we can be stopped for the Holy Spirit to bring it later as well. But all this to say, and it's been the same refrain the whole time, we, we need to continue to encourage one another. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against uh, spiritual powers in the heavenly realms. And we're doing that not in our own strength. We have no power there. But Jesus does. Because his life, death, and resurrection, he is a great warrior. We only go in his strength. 
So the doors are shut. They're shut. We are not opening any door. If it's open, nobody closes that door. So the, the last part section there, they they um, they go to that island I can't pronounce, and then they come in and they come into Philippi, you know, Roman colony. There's no synagogue. There's no ten men to found a synagogue. So they stay there for some days. They they walk outside the gate and go down to the water, and they find a group of women and. And the f- four, 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 four men start start talking to them, sharing. And the Lord opens Lydia's heart. Lydia's already a God fearer. She's seeking for God. She's looking for God. And her, and God opens up her heart to receive Jesus. She responds to get baptized. Her whole household follows with her. She responds with, she responds with radical hospitality, forcing the team to come to her house. Uh, almost, we can see like, please, like if you've seen me be faithful, you should come to my house. She, we hear she's from Tysida, uh, the one of the thing places where they could not go in. Um. And so what do we see again? It, it, it's I just said, we are mighty warriors. But the one who makes the most war is the one that opens up and cleans the hearts. For, some of it, for all of us, it's a mystery. But somehow God does this, just like he did to you, if you believe in Jesus. He opens up Leah's heart to understand. She responds and becomes a follower of Jesus. Summing up all this, the point I don't have on paper. (laughs) You, whether you believe it or not, in Christ, you are a mighty warrior. And maybe that mighty warrior doesn't look like somebody with a sword Maybe that's somebody with a, uh, what do you call it, the brush to wash dishes, change diapers. Maybe it's a pencil at work. But you're a mighty warrior because if the Holy Spirit is in you, the Lord can do things around you and he can open up hearts that people will receive Jesus around you. So you are a mighty warrior warrior what do we do when we have interpersonal conflicts well if you can put the blue slide on again we want to be a mature fellowship and I know this is not easy but the way you grow in any relationship maybe controversial for you depending on your background we grow through conflicts and resolving conflicts so when there's a conflict there's, there's, there's a chance to grow to ask for forgiveness, to love one another and grow our relationship stronger as we grow together up into the head who is Christ. 
being aware that the Holy Spirit is in you. You got all the power you need to live the life that God has for you. And please live your life, not everybody else's. That's why you don't have to compare yourself. You don't have to think you have to be like that. No, God has made you, you, and he can reach the people he set you to reach. And the other doors are going to be closed anyway. God saves. His hand is not too short. He saves. Have you responded to Jesus? Have you responded to him? As Marius also said, we want to know him so much more. But what we know, and maybe you don't, is that Christ came. God incarnate came to us because we could not come to God because of our sin, shame, pain, and guilt, and the wrath of God was on us. He comes in, lives a perfect life, dies on the cross. He cannot stay then because sin has no hold on him. So he rises again. So we can be justified in Him. This is a free gift of grace that you can receive and follow Jesus and become His disciple, become a mighty warrior who has the true presence of God in Him. And you can have your guilt, your pain, shame, and the wrath of God removed from you. Have you responded to Him? And has that brought great joy? And in this case, extreme hospitality. What is it in you that also Myers reads from the Psalms? Like, that joy that can only come from the Lord is that there. And we need to help one another fan into flame that joy as we pursue Jesus. Amen. Lord God, we thank you. We praise you for this time that we can come together. I just th- I thank you so much. You take those fishermen, other people, say, take Gideon who's hiding. Jesus, you know how many of us was cowards. We still feel like it sometimes probably. But in you, we can be mighty worse for you. Lord, I pray for freedom, for people to be them, be who you created them to be and not to think about everybody else but be who you have created them to be. Lord, I pray you would help us to be aware that you are near all the time. Like that you have come into us through the Holy Spirit. Help us to see where the doors are open. Help us to see where they're closed. Help us to encourage one another to share this amazing good news. Help us to seek your kingdom first. Help us to believe that you created us to be my warriors and your strength to push back darkness around us that you would save that you call that you redeem and that we will stand as your people glorifying you honoring you worshiping you with great joy in who you are because of your awesomeness and your presence and the joy we can have in you and thank you and I praise you in Jesus name Amen